When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. Welcome back to Sports Complex on a Wednesday afternoon on the show today. We will talk about some NFL league meeting news coming out, kind of trickling out throughout the day. We'll get you to some of that. I want to look at the quarterback position in the NFL. We've had lots of discussions about it. Where Dak Prescott may rank in this, how many positions may be open for rookies, how bad the injuries have actually been to the quarterback position this season, and how much of it's just not a position with a lot of great players. We're getting all that. We'll give you some power rankings for this week of the NFL. We'll get to Patrick's big fat poll of the day. Draymond Green getting into trouble once again. Nikolai Jokic getting into trouble, getting ejected. The Mavs beat the Lakers. The Suns beat the Warriors. Lakers and Spurs tonight. Grizzlies, Rockets tonight. Talking some college basketball as well, or college football as well. Uh, Kobe Black makes his announcement. The four-star DB will get you that as soon as he makes his announcement. My man Jelly Ellington going to be joining the show to talk about Jelly's 11th annual Christmas Jam. All that coming up in the show, including your text messages. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line. We'll be getting to your que- your questions, comments, concerns all show long. And joining me, my name is Patrick Davis. With me, as always, Mr. Jacob Standard. You doing good? I'm doing great, Patrick. How are you doing? Do you know what day of the week it is today? It is Wednesday, which I thought it was Wednesday all day yesterday, (laughs) including after we cleared it up. I still thought it was Wednesday. We cleared it up, and then he said, guys, he goes, Patrick, sorry, I got to get out of here real quick after the show. Got to make it home to see Survivor. Absolutely have to. Text me about two minutes later, (laughs) says, Survivor comes on on Wednesday. I'm an idiot. So that was, I knew what day of the week it was. Yeah, I was all scrambled around. My days are all getting mixed up these days. Yeah, but that's I'm also hosting a show. I'm doing a, a we're doing the the Christmas jam on Thursday, so I've had to know kind of more of like okay, how much time do I have for that? And that's the sad but, part is I had meetings scheduled this morning. I, that should have been my first tip off yesterday. That it is not Wednesday. No, did, did you have a part where your brain was just trying to get past the meeting? So it'd be like, well, if today's Wednesday. We've already done the meetings. Let's go to Thursday. I no must meetings. Have just, when when lunch happened, I just skipped over Wednesday. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're already in Wednesday afternoon. We're good. <laughs> Reset. Okay. Uh, we did mention. The league meetings are happening uh, for the NFL right now in Arlington, I believe. 
Uh, so, yep. so we are seeing we're getting some news kind of trickling out. They've talked about some rule changes that they're looking at. That the tush push that uh, the reports that Roger Goodell wanted to get rid of it are false. Good. That they said, you know, at this point we don't know. We don't know what we're going to do. We'll talk about it, but nothing there. They said kickoffs. Uh, we don't really like still, and we don't, you know, we keep changing the rules, and they're ceremonial now. We don't like them. Can't do that. I think you got to keep kickoffs. In I the game. I would love to have kickoffs in the game still. I think they're important, but they don't like them because uh-huh. of the injuries. I'm worried we're going to move to like a fourth and twenty-five for like an onside or something. That's I think yeah. what we're going to do, which is way more easy to pick up, which I don't like either. And I know that makes games closer. But you're like, this is supposed to be kind of a crapshoot. Sometime every once in a while, you get it. But it's a weird play you have to practice, and it's something you know that you shouldn't have to do all the time, and it doesn't normally work. And fourth and twenty-five, you're like, well, yeah, but that's just a regular play call. Yeah, down two possessions with three minutes to go, you should be out of the game. Yeah, you I mean, unless you're the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but they're talking about that as well. Uh, but a, a few rule changes that they are looking at uh, in uh, in the league meetings. They've also approved a game in Brazil in 2024, the first game going to South America. That's interesting. So we will see uh, this team, which teams end up going down there. I know Miami has a good uh, fan base in in South America. Yeah, I could see that. And so they may this may be a team for Miami to go play uh, in there. You figure Jerry Jones would enjoy the culture in Brazil. You think so? I think Jerry I, I, Jones could enjoy Carnival and just. The ladies, they, I think he could enjoy it. I imagine they they broached that subject with Jerry, and before they finished their sentence, Jerry went, uh, no. <laughs> you know, we like to play here in America. We are America's team. America's uh, team. No. We like our country. <laughs> the furthest uh, we'll go is California. <laughs> that's that's out of our country, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a Jerry Jones thing. Uh, the NFL is, but they're approving that game. They've also added eight international games to the package. The Jacksonville international game will still continue to happen. So in 2025, uh, there could be nine international games for the NFL. Is this something? Like this is something that's interesting. How do you feel? It doesn't bother me as much. Because I think that there's parts of it where I don't really care. Like it doesn't it doesn't affect my life a lot because I'm not playing in the NFL. I don't have to go do with it. So you just say, well, okay, I'm not watching the you know I'm not watching every single NFL game. You have Red Zone on. You can watch and put the games in, but I'm not watching every single game. So if it's a game from two and it's not the Texans or the Cowboys, then it doesn't matter that there's an 8:30 game because I don't need to you know. I don't need to be sitting in front of the TV for 8.30 football then. And I can kind of turn it on whenever and catch, catch up with highlights. But I don't need to watch that game. So it doesn't affect me as much. I get why they want to go get that revenue. I think for the teams, you know, it, we'll see at some point where people will get more and more upset with it. But as of right now, I, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to spread the game. You, you know, you, as, as people in America are trying to get more and more uh, upset with the injuries. I think you go to other places where they may not care as much, and so you say, "Well, they don't. They don't care about CTE in in London, so or we'll just go over there." Field conditions, or, or field that's con- been a big discussion. It is. It is. So I get. You know, you want to talk about fantasy football wise, it can be a pain. I, it doesn't. It just doesn't affect me a ton. I can get why teams would be upset because I can get why you don't necessarily. You know, even though you may sell more merch. I can understand why a team may not really want to uh, 
uh, you know, incur the cost of going overseas, trying to pick that a coach, trying to figure out, okay, do we take the method where we go over there early and do team bonding and work out there and try and get over the jet lag? Or do we, you know, or do we just have to go up there the day before and just kind of power through and, and get through the game? Does this is a, is this a loss in a game in a season where we're on the wild card bubble and we just lose a game that we, to someone we shouldn't have lost to? But I think those games happen here too, so it doesn't. It's not a huge distraction for me. So here's I, I like it and I dislike it, and the reason I like it is completely for selfish reasons because I am a football junkie, and on Sunday I will try to watch every bit of football I can. Yeah. Having that game start at eight thirty. I absolutely love that. I don't get my NFL Network pregame coverage, which I like watching four hours beforehand. Yeah. But having a game start at 8.30 on a football Sunday is wonderful, and you go all the way to 11 o'clock that night. Here's why I don't like it. Yeah. We are inching closer and closer to an international division, and I'm worried there's going to be a time in the near future where we get four teams put internationally, and now teams are being forced to make this trip to a home game for an international game and battle all that traveling circus and all that where it is a competitive advantage for the team at home. I, I get that. I don't think that I, – I just don't – the reason I don't see it happening is because I don't see the players allowing it to happen. You don't think so? I don't think – I don't – first of all, no decent player will ever go do that. Like the good players, like, I don't want to go – I don't want to live there. I don't want to have to go, you know – be in Germany and speak in everyone speaks a different language. No, but it's the NFL. You got dudes clamoring to get into the league. And if you open I get up four that, but if we're talking, yeah, but if you're saying cool, well, there's four XFL teams that everybody has to go over there and play. They're the worst games every single week. They're 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 not worth watching. The teams are showing up. They're hungover. The games are six to nine every single week. It's just garbage football. But there's there's games over there. I think that hurts the game and hurts international play more that. Hey, here's your team to root for. They're going to be one in fifteen every single year, and it will never get better. And we're going to draft players, and players are going to refuse to go there. So Kayla Williams gets drafted to the Rhine Fire, which is a, which was a NFL Europe team back in the day. He's not going. He's well, just not going. He says, "Cool, trade me. I'm done." I'm well, not. Caleb going. Williams is a bad example because he's already. Drake said May he's gets not. it. He's not going. Drake May is definitely going. He's not. He would. He's not. All right. I don't think All there's. Right. I don't think. I think there's not a quarterback. The top twenty quarterbacks in the NFL in the NFL draft would not go overseas to play. I don't think they would. Not for a four year contract. I have to leave my family and my country for four seasons to go over and play on the worst team in the league who cannot sign one single free agent. I mean, it might start that way, but I think once it becomes normal, I think it would unless just be you part unless of they it. unless they revolutionize travel to make it not an eighteen hour flight and where you can actually go because you're well, talking you've heard about Elon's trying to get people over there and like. An hour. Slingshot? He's, yeah, he's going to go up and use Stratosphere and come back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, and that seems a little bit more dangerous than I'd want to do <laughs> over and over again. Hey, we got a bunch of million-dollar investments on that plane, Elon. Can we make sure we get it back? Yeah, and also, <laughs> could we could we not? But, hey, what's the weight limit? Hey, we just send the O-line on one. <laughs> send the D-line on another. Tamandre Sweat on this one? Just him. Just him. <laughs> just him. Just him by himself. No, I just I, – I get it. I, I don't think that's going to be in the future. I don't because I don't think that there's a realistic path to creating a decent football team overseas. If they could, Jacksonville would have already done it. So Jacksonville would be the London Jaguars right now if they could. And that's why they have a standing home game in one London. One game, though, because they understand we can play one game there – and we can, and we'll be, we'll be the team over there. 
We don't need to go. So I think you may see that teams get like an affiliate city and they play one to two games there every year. I think that's more realistic. Well, that's why they kept Jacksonville in London this year for two games in a row to see if it created a competitive advantage if they were to travel to a yeah. team that stays there. They're but that's testing my point. that water already. No, but that's my point is I could see it more of, okay, well, uh, you know, we the the Las Vegas Raiders. Are, okay. That's not a good example because those they can sell tickets at home. Right. But someone who can't sell tickets at home. Okay. So the Chargers. Uh, yeah, they've never really sold out that building. Yeah. And they don't even own the building. So they right. say, all right, the Chargers, we're going to make you the Los Angeles Chargers, and you're also the the Monterey, New Mexico, or Monterey, Mexico, whatever, the Mexico City, whatever. Like, you're their team. You play two cities in, two games in Mexico City every year. I could see that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I get where you're coming from. I just I, I could see where it's like two seasons and they get two games of live action and one team comes over and another team comes over and you kind of rotate those and they play two home games overseas every year. That makes more sense to me because I think people would go, okay, I get basically a week and a half. I'm going to be overseas a year and I'm a millionaire. I'm fine with that. I think they're not as concerned with the quality of the product as much as they are with getting that soccer money. I think they want I, that No, I get the owners money. do, but the owners don't if your team's awful. And the problem is, look, we're, I, I want to get into this too because I want to talk. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. And okay. when you say not one of these quarterbacks would play on one of those teams, not one. Not at first, once it became normal, though. But why would they want to leave America when they go, I can still play? I because can play. they made it to the league. But they're not but making it to the league and having to play, that's two different things. I would, I, man, I can go play for a bad Chicago Bears, make the same amount of money, and live in America. You didn't get drafted by the Chicago Bears, though. You got drafted by the, the Trade me to the Bears, the, then. <laughs> Trade me to the Bears, then. Okay. I'm just saying they ain't going to do it. And, I mean, the more the C, and the CBA, let's put it this way. The CBA would fight against it. They so when you have to would. sign the CBA, they go, they we're, we're not going over there. Yeah. I'm not going over there. I'm not. We're not learning a new language. We're not spending the money different. We're not dealing with tax. We're not going to deal with that. We're just not going to deal with them. Sure. We'll play two games. Fine. You got to pay us for it. But we'll do. We'll have a thing where we have you know cities that we go to, and then they can expand it because you can expand to thirty different cities that way. Right. So you could expand it more and more. But I, I, I don't. I, that, I'd see that more than anything else. Let's yep. put it that way. I, I would put that more than anything else. But I do want to get to the other news uh, that the Super Bowl has been approved. It's going to be into L.A. in 2027. So California gets two Super Bowls in 2026 is Santa Clara. Okay. And then 2027 will be in L.A., but it's weather. It's always going to be south and in that area. Yeah. Well, good for California. Uh, and those are ones where the halftime show is always a little bit worse because it's too early. <laughs> it's still a little too light outside. Yeah, it's too yeah. bright outside. The pyro and... doesn't look as dynamic. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. Sunlight. Yeah, because yeah. they're trying to come out there and they're squinting. <laughs> so it's not. Yeah, that's the main difference is that the Super Bowl halftime show isn't as cool because it's light outside <laughs> during that. I didn't even think about. But that's that. the main difference of where the place is at. Yeah, shoot the fireworks off. Did you shoot them? Yeah, we <laughs> just put on sunglasses to see fireworks. The weird thing. Uh, but I do want to bring this up because this is something that I thought was interesting uh, about. Dak Prescott's rank, because we talked about the MVP polls and that Brock Purdy's up there, that Dak Prescott's up there, and you start going, okay, well, if Dak and Brock Purdy are leading the MVP race, where would they be if a team's got to pick a quarterback and you just you now take them kind of off of the team and you say these are just the best quarterbacks, you put them into any situation and they would they're the quarterback. That, so who could pop into the Cowboys and do better than Dak Prescott? Who could, you know, who could be in those positions? Who could be on each team? 
And then where do those guys rank? And where does Brock Purdy rank? Where does Dak Prescott rank? Because right now they're leading MVP, but I don't think anybody has them one and two as their two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. And so we know the conversation was last year, people were saying that Dak Prescott wasn't a top 20 quarterback, which is insane. And this was in his worst season last season of interceptions, which was an anomaly. Much better this season. But in the same breath, they would say Josh Allen's top five, who co-led the league in interceptions I agree. with him. I agree. And there's difference because Josh Allen, like Dak Prescott does not have going to drive you down the field and win you a game, Dak Prescott. He does He's, this year. But I know, but he hasn't, yeah. and he no, hasn't had to this saying. year. But that's right. not a thing people have seen, and that's what people want to see is, oh, man, did you see the highlights? Yeah. Did you see his highlights? And Dak Prescott highlights aren't necessarily the greatest thing because that's not what he does. No. But neither are Brock Purdy highlights. Right. So that was the question of where do we rank? And so I've got, I have my list of the all 30 quarterbacks. Okay, I've got 15. All right, I've got all 30 because I think it, it just becomes hard to put into sections. That's why I stopped at 15 because after that I was just kind of randomly placing people. And that's my so, point is I was trying yeah. to go through because I, I, there's a second part to this we'll get to. Uh, but the first part we start off is Patrick Mahomes your number one quarterback. Absolutely. So we go there. Who's your number two quarterback? Joe Burrow. So I don't have Joe Burrow there anymore. And there's, there's two reasons for that. Okay. Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow is my number three. Okay. Joe Burrow is my number That's three. But, but how how he looked this season, I know he was dealing with, dealing with injuries, but there was just a lot of problems that he was having this season where he just couldn't quite figure out the defenses. And then what Jake Browning is doing with that team right now. And I get there's so many things. I moved him to three. Yeah. Let's put it this way. It did not move him that you far You didn't down. drop him off the face of the earth. No, no. But, but I think yeah. there's a, little, a few things where you say, okay, this other guy who's showing up right now who has different abilities, Yeah, I have Lamar Jackson as my number two. Okay. I have Lamar Jackson for what he's doing in Baltimore right now with not a ton of help. Yeah. And what he's able to do, carry this team on his back, and what we've seen him do in the past, and when they finally got him some weapons, being able to use those more and more, and as much as he's not a throwing quarterback, he can throw the football. We've he, seen him do it. And he terrifies you on the ground. And he I does. Mean, yeah. And it makes it so you have to defend him in multiple ways. So I have him right now as my number two. If you put him on any team, that team's automatically better. Yeah, that's fair. And so I, I have him there just above Joe Burrow because I think if you just see the way they were playing with their teams this season, Joe Burrow, I think, is he's again, he's still number three on my list. It's not like he's not on the list. <laughs> yeah. But if you see everything around it, I just have to go, okay, well, he wasn't Superman. Yeah, and he was enough. hurt, but he wasn't Superman at all. And Lamar Jackson has been Superman. Patrick Mahomes has been Superman. Fair enough. So Joe Burrow's your number three, then number three, number four, and this is where we start to get into it a little bit because I think those three kind of go on a separate level. Yes, and then we go to the next level, and this is where it gets harder a little bit because there's a group of guys that you can kind of put in this next category. Who's your number four? I'm guessing I know who it is. Number four for me is Lamar, actually. Okay, so number four, who's your number three? Number three was Aaron Rodgers. Okay, number three, four for me is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So we're, we're on this level yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, and I get he's getting older, so he's kind of in that. We didn't see we, – we saw him play, what, three plays this year? And last time we saw him play healthy, he was the three-time MVP. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. so I, Aaron Rodgers is number four for me. He just doesn't have that, you know, X-man ability anymore. I just I don't need him think. for one year. But if, if it's one year, I still have Aaron Rodgers on there. So we're both top four of the same four guys. Right. Okay, now number five. Dak Prescott. I have Dak Prescott as my number five as well. Wow, we are in agreement. I do. have, And I, so this is why. And so I get this, but this is where the conversation starts, where I think Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, and there's some other guys here, but I think those are kind of in that range of depending on what you're looking for. Right. That's that guy. Needs a scheme. And so of. I have yeah. there, I'll, I'll go through my next few because I think these are kind of all in that level of. In that same range. In that same range. And I'm dropping one of them a little bit because of his performance this season. Okay. But I, I have Josh Allen. I have Trevor Lawrence in that group that I think is a, can be a really good quarterback. 
Really? I have Tua in that group. Okay. Uh, and then it goes down to, I think Herbert's just out of that group for me now. Okay. So mine goes Tua, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. And that goes all the way through nine for me. Okay. So my, yeah, I go six is Josh Allen, seven is Trevor Lawrence, eight is Tua, nine I put Brock Purdy. Because of what he is doing, I can't really drop him too much further <laughs> because he's doing everything he's supposed to do. He's not turning the ball over. And we don't know if he could do more. I know, it's tough because you can't judge him against anything. But he's doing everything he's supposed to do, so I can't drop him any lower because if you said, well, if you put him on a lot of these teams, like if you put him on on the Chargers, I imagine the Chargers are better. And if you put him on the the, the Jaguars, I don't know how much worse they are. Yeah, no, and I hear what you're saying. Like I said, there's nothing to judge against it. All My only argument for this is life is a whole lot easier when you can turn around and let CMC go for 79 I, in the opening I agree. play of scrimmage. I agree, but I can't put him too far down my list because of what he's doing on the field, Fair. because of his decision-making, and that's where I'm dropping guys like Jalen Hurts down because Jalen Hurts' decision-making hasn't been great this season. Yeah, Fair. And so he's going to drop down because I think you put Jalen Hurts on the 49ers, and as great as they are, if he throws three picks in the game. Doesn't take care of the football. Then yeah. you know you're not doing better. But dude, how many how many wide open crossing routes does Brock I agree. throw? I agree. But if you're not if you're not seeing those and you're trying to do something more special, it, I, I'm not. Look, we know the positions. Jalen Hurts drops to 11 for me. I've uh, Justin Herbert at 10, okay. uh, and then I drop down to 11 is Jalen Hurts. Where does Brock Purdy fall on your list? Brock Purdy falls all the way to 14 for me. 14. So you still have a few guys. Who else is ahead of Brock Purdy on your list? Ahead of Brock Purdy still is Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I Anthony Richardson. What you saw in three games is enough. I, I'm not, But that's my problem is I'm not going to put him on there as enough just solely in the fact. Who? Okay. So which of those two is the better quarterback, Anthony Richardson or Brock Purdy? Take the weapons away. If you just had to start your team with a quarterback, you take no. And that, but I'm not. You know, you're saying start. If I had to pick a guy to win me a game tomorrow, I'm picking Brock Purdy because I don't know if Anthony Richardson. Well, it's because Anthony Richardson's still recovering. No, no. But like I'm saying a- I'm saying healthy wise. <laughs> yeah, I'm still no, gonna, I because you. I just don't know. Like he looked good, but also Will Levis looked really good for the first two games. Yeah. No, I hear. You, but Anthony Richardson is so dynamic on the ground too. That's part of why he's hurt. But. God, I just I have a hard time giving Brock Purdy a lot of credit for that. <laughs> I really do because you can't tell it. me you can't tell me there's another running back that matches CMC. You can't tell me there's another wide receiver that matches Debo Samuel. You know what I mean? And Kittle, yeah. one of the top two tight ends, maybe. Yeah. I mean, life gets a lot easier. Not to mention you have one of the best play callers of our generation calling that offense. <laughs> no, it is. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, all right, let's go down to some other people. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson is my number 13. I have C.J. Stroud ahead of Deshaun Watson right now just because Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great you got in him the at time. 12. I have Desha- uh, C.J. Stroud at 12, Deshaun Watson at, 11, at 13. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, I put at 14. He's a guy that Ooh. it's hard to drop him that far down your list. He didn't even make mine. But he's, he's hard to drop too far down because we know what he can do. He does win a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, and then I go Matt Stafford there. I think Matt Stafford's playing well right now. But I, I still just believe. I, 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 but it's just, I don't put him in any. Again, no X-Man ability. He kind of is a good player who have put in the right system, but at this point in his career, you know, he's not safe. Without, without you know, other players really stepping up, he can't do a ton. He can do enough, but I like if I take Brock Purdy over him every day of the week. Whoa, I don't know about that one. For because, just one season? For one season, yes. Because Brock Purdy's doing what I need him to do, and Matt Stafford will probably eight games out of the season. What? And he's just not consistent at all. 
Matt Stafford's a gunslinger, yeah. He is he's, a gunslinger. He's going to try and fit it in. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, another guy on there, Russell Wilson. Where does he fall for you? He's not even in the top 15 for me. I actually have Geno Smith in at the 15 slot. Okay, yeah, Geno Smith is my number 17. Yeah. All right, so let's look at that. So we go down. I can go down the rest, but I want to bring this to the other part of the conversation, which is because now it starts to get in the convoluted of what teams are on. It just becomes harder to rank everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, but I do want to get into this because I think it pertains somewhat to Texas football and Quinn Ewers and how many spots are going to be available where teams are going to be looking for a new quarterback next year, whether it be a rookie or somebody else or somebody you know trying to get maybe Justin Fields ends up on a different team next year and someone's going to try him in a different system. But how many spots are open for a rookie quarterback? And kind of starting at the bottom of my list, Okay, uh, we think I think the Raiders are. Yes, I agree. I think the Patriots are. Yeah, definitely. I think the Falcons would be. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to put the Giants on there just solely. They just dumped a bunch of cash into Danny Jones. Danny Jones. Jones. Yeah. I'm not putting the Panthers on there because they got Bryce Young. Fair. Uh, Tennessee, Will Levis looks okay yeah, they're not, I, they're you're not going to draft another top quarterback after drafting Malik Willis and drafting Will Levis. You can't three in a row. Yeah, I do think Chicago is open for it okay. because I think I know Justin Fields may take one of those spots. Yeah, as moving on, but I don't think they pay him big money. Okay, I think you just have to kind of move on and say, all right, Justin Fields, we did it. We're having the number one pick of the Panthers. It's it, like let's just let's just separate because it's clearly not working. It seems like a it seems like a, a toxic relationship at this point that we keep trying to make it work, but then. The second you get hurt, whoever comes in does better than you, and then you come back and you do good, but then you're not good again. And and the Bears are in a weird spot because they own that Carolina pick. Yes. So and Carolina's won a single game. This they have. Season. So it's going to be the one or the two if the Patriots somehow find a way to do worse than Carolina in these last four weeks. Uh, another team, Tampa Bay. Interesting. You think they'd move on? I think you're going to draft somebody. I mean, Child Trask can't get on the field. Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback, but he's not a future. He's your bridge. And so if you say, hey, man, if we if we have a top guy in a QB-heavy draft that we feel can go do it, then why wouldn't you take a pick? Yeah, I hear you. Can I give you a surprise contender? Who's that? Minnesota. Minnesota. I, I have Minnesota on my list as well because I think they move on from Kirk Cousins. Right, coming off an Achilles, over the hump, and up for a contract. And I think they're yeah. paying, I think they're paying uh, all their wide receivers right now. Justin Jefferson has got to you know, has to get his pay. You think they're going to actually pay him? I think they'll pay him and get a new quarterback, and then if they don't like it, they'll trade him. So do you think they would possibly move within the division with the Bears and do a pick swap up at the top with Justin Jefferson to get out of paying that deal? I mean, no. No, I don't think they do that. Okay. I, I, I just I, – because so Minnesota, I could see them trying to get out of it, and I said this a lot, Minnesota doesn't like to keep star player like Card Star That's wide why I was thinking about I don't it. think they like to keep him. Right. I think they want to re-sign him for a deal now, especially if you have a rookie quarterback, to try and build over that. Yeah. Get Jordan Addison to move up, and then two years into that contract, okay, we'll see you later. Somebody else going to pay the Pay the off the rest of, of that. Pay off the rest of the back end. And, and it'll probably balloon as it goes. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll now move you off, and we'll try and go in a new direction, but we're not going to win with you now this way. Now, if right. they get a star quarterback with Justin Jefferson and they're winning games, then, yeah, you keep him. But you have to be winning and going to win in the playoffs for them to keep him. And I think that moving off Kirk Cousins and getting another guy makes that more financially viable. 
is to have a rookie contract quarterback for the first two or three years of that Jeff- Justin Jefferson contract. Yeah. Because now Jefferson's getting paid, but you're not paying a quarterback. So that money is still going – like, you're still in the in Right, the right and range. that's kind of where my thinking was. Plus, Kirk's coming off that Achilles, and I know we just did all that talking about Aaron Rodgers. Let's be honest here. There's a drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Kirk yeah. Cousins. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and, and, I mean, just recovery-wise and, you know, yeah, insanity-wise insanity and everything else. Uh, a couple other teams. Arizona could still be in that list if they decide to move on from Kyler. That we know that they clearly were not thrilled that everything worked out the way it was, and then sure. now they have the Texans pick that they thought was going to be a top pick, and it's not. And they have their pick, which will be a closer to top pick, so they may Most try and move on. And if they got a guy, if there is a Bo Nix or a or a Michael Penix Jr., where they feel they may be able to move on from that, maybe if they get a buyer for the real question is, can they get a buyer for Kyler? Right? Does somebody want him in his contract? Somebody's going to take that. What about what do you think about the Rams? I have them on my list as well. I think okay. I think you have to draft somebody because Matt Stafford is just so beat up and older yeah. that you in you know while you have Sean McVay, if he, as long as he's still there and you have that quarterback whisper, try and bring in somebody else. Yeah, if you can, especially now you're going to be in that range where you're kind of in that Quinn Ewers range, like later into the first, where you're maybe Quinn second round or you're later in the first, and okay. you're in that range where probably all your top guys have go, probably the top three at least have gone at least. If not top four, because we're saying this is how many teams we're in that need a new quarterback, is roughly, it's probably seven to nine new quarterbacks next season. Because another team on there is the Saints. I know they just got Derek Carr and they're paying him, but they could take a quarterback that wouldn't be a starter this year, but would be training to be a starter in next year. You're talking about a later quarterback. Yeah, so yeah. a second round quarterback or a third round quarterback okay. to try and go, okay, we know, we get, look, we get it. We're not winning with Derek Carr. Let's try one more season with Derek and kind of groom you and let you sit behind a guy for a season. And then you come in as a new quarterback the following season. How much did they pay Jameis? What's he sitting on? Uh, I don't know, but it's not. It can't be enough. It can't be yeah. that much. But those are the ones that I think. So it's it really seven to nine positions that I think that are available for quarterbacks. That's fair. Uh, in for rookies, which makes it that question for Quinn Ewers: What number of quarterback is he? Is he the fifth quarterback? Because right now it's we know we know top four have got to be. You know, a couple younger guys and Caleb Williams and Drake May are one and two. And then you go into the Michael Penix Jr. debate. You go into the Jordan Travis debate. You go into the Bo Nix. And is he five? Is he seven? Is he 10? And at what point are we, okay, well, there's not enough teams that need quarterbacks. And you're slipping down now to a backup quarterback on a team that has a starter. And that's not really where you want to be in the NFL because you may never even get your shot. Right. So you'd prefer to be on a team where they at least need somebody to come in. So I think that's the question for Quinn Ewers right now. And if we look at that draft, that he may not be top, the top. You know, some people say, depending on scouting reports, some people have him as a fourth or third or fourth best quarterback. Well, I mean, because he's a little bit younger too. Even someone like Sam Hartman, you think Sam Hartman fought, you know, fits in there right in front of Quinn? That's a, and it's because age. Because Quinn jumps right. age wise, he's better than Hartman. He's better than Nick's. He's better than Pinnock. He's the experience. Young, and I say better, younger yeah. than all of them. Where they feel there's more progression still to be made in Quinn Ewers. We right. see the, the jump from last year to this year. They say, well, he's only got two years. We draft him. The ceiling is huge. Yeah. So that's more where I sit with Quinn Ewers right now to see if he's at a level where he's going to be able to take that next. If he's going to, if his scouting report. Is is he a top five quarterback in the draft? I think it more it's more and more likely he may go because of how many positions need a starting quarterback. That somebody may say, okay, well if he's a top five quarterback, he's definitely going 
at worst, early second round, and he's going to be able to go and he's going to play. But if he's sixth or seventh, and now you start to fall in that category of you may drop drastically to fourth or fifth round. Yeah, that's fair. Let me just cap all that off by saying if they don't win a national title, I don't think he goes to the draft. I, really I don't really do, think he does either, but yeah. uh, I, it's just an interesting thing to look at as we get into, you know, starting to evaluate. And I was looking at the quarterbacks with everything, and then it was like, okay, well, how many of these are garbage? Yeah, that we need to move on from. Right. Uh, let's get to Patrick's big fat poll today before we take a break. Patrick's big fat poll of the day on the horn. Poll the day today. This is uh, with our friend Draymond Green being ejected once again, waiting disciplinary action from the. Like, and we'll, look, we're going to talk some NBA in the next segment, so we will get to it, and we will talk about it in the next segment. If you could permanently suspend one player from sports, so baseball, basketball, football, volleyball, track and field, hockey, track and field, water polo, whatever you want to drink, whatever you want to suspend, you want to suspend one person from sports, and you say, they're never allowed to play this sport ever again. Aaron Judge, I don't like your face. You're never playing again. Hey, Shohei Otani, you went to the Dodgers, never playing again. Or you could say, you know what, I don't like, you know, I don't like uh, uh, Nintendo can sue. That's exactly where I was going with it. <laughs> That's exactly where I was just waiting. I was loading it up, getting ready to fire. That's exactly But it could be where that, where you going. could say, all right, it's a dirtier football player. I don't like this dirty football player. If you step on someone's face with your cleats, you should not be allowed to play football Spin it for life. Or you yeah. say, you know, whatever your reason, I want you to say, if you could permanently suspend one player from sports, whether it's just pure spite or you have a reason that this person should never be allowed to play because they're too dirty and too filthy. They cheat too much. They're criers. I don't like them in there. I don't like their whiners. Patrick Mahomes, get him out of there. Yeah, whining, <laughs> complaining. Tell us on that. 512-447-3776. I prefer if you told us why. You're throwing a curveball in there. Just and start I'm throwing gonna... names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. 512-447-3776. We got to take a break. When we come back, uh, hopefully we'll get the Kobe Black news. Yeah, well. We'll be watching for that, uh, and then we'll also get into some NBA talk. When we come back here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 366. The Sports Complex of the Horn. You're on the road. Feeling so alone. Back on the sports complex here on the horn. Rolling along on a Wednesday afternoon, playing music from Jelly's 11th annual Christmas Jam, bidding the Austin Firefighters Outreach and Relief Fund 
Uh, that is the event is happening this Thursday at 310 at ACL Live. It's a great charity event, and it's so many great, awesome musicians playing part of this big jam. So there's going to be some bands uh, starting at 7 o'clock, and then at 10 o'clock is the jam. It's going to be a party, and this is one of the singers, Candy Sanders, one of the best in town. She's amazing, amazing voice. Uh, great person. She is going to be part of that jam. Jelly Ellington joining us in the five o'clock hour to talk a little bit more about uh, talk a little bit more about that and uh, the charity aspect and uh, the raffles and all that good stuff. He'll be here in the five o'clock hour to talk about that. But I know all you Texas fans are eagerly awaiting the news about the four star, five star DB uh, Kobe Black. He has committed to the University of Texas. Very good, Kobe. Very good. That's what I'm talking about. Big, powerful 6'1", I uh, can play that boundary corner position where Ryan Watts is going to be moving on. Maybe Muhammad's been over in that position, but you'll see Kobe Black be able to play that position for you some as well. He's going to come in and make a difference right away. Uh, but a big signing for Texas to get him. He picked him over some other major schools, so a big win for Texas today in recruiting. We'll talk more college uh college football in the six o'clock as well so we'll get further into what it could mean for kobe black but it's a huge huge signing for texas to get kobe black we've been waiting for that one i believe the, the story was he was going to announce this uh a few weeks back several weeks back uh but then they were doing some uil drama tournament yeah instead so he couldn't get the stage he to do get it the room so they yeah. had to push it back like two weeks and every texas fan was like no but uh, Jerry Hamilton has said this morning that he was he was leaning heavily to Texas. Let's Jerry see. Hamilton basically threatened to quit his job as the senior <laughs> recruiting analyst at On Three Sports if Kobe Black didn't pick Texas. So we did get to see that, but a great and uh, congratulations, Jerry! You get to you get to stay you get to stay, you get to stay the senior recruiting <laughs> analyst. But Good a great team. yeah, a great signing there for Texas to get Kobe Black. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing him. Uh, here in the 40 acres. It's going to be a great signing to get him. Number right. four corner in the country. Number four corner in the country. Number 44 prospect overall. Woo! Keeping that class growing and growing for Texas. Uh, just a really good player for Texas to get. Uh, let's talk some NBA, though, before uh, we, we take this break, and then we'll, we'll go back and we'll get to your text messages. We were asking you if you could permanently suspend one player from sports, who would it be? I'd love to hear your answers on this and and why and why and why is always on there. Got some good ones already. Good. Because we were talking about because the story out of the NBA wasn't about great play last night. It wasn't about the matchups on TNT so much. I mean, I guess one of them was the matchup on TNT, but it was a Draymond Green once again was ejected for a game for what appeared to be a flagrant attack on another player. With very little provocation and just him him getting upset in a game and responding with violence. I just don't get it. And so now he awaits. He has come out afterwards. If you didn't see it, uh, the best way I can explain it was he was kind of getting bumped out by Jokic. He was trying to post him up a little bit. Jokic, or Nurkic, sorry, Nurkic for the, uh, for the Suns was not allowing him to and bumping him back out. They were bumping back and forth. Draymond Green does what? Normally would be a spin move to cut to the basket, except he does not spin around Nurkic. He just spins in front of him. He spins back to him. Spins back to him while swinging his right arm as, as wildly and full full extension. I, I don't know if it was a fist or a slap, and comes around and punches him in the side of that. I mean, and it's square in the jaw. I mean, there was clear. It's the most unnatural move I've ever seen. Yeah, there was no. There's no way you can tell me you're a professional athlete, your defensive player of the year, your body control has been worked on all this, and then all of a sudden you just spaz out like a five year old. 
and <laughs> accidentally hit somebody. To me, the most damning part is not spinning towards the basket. Yeah. Sp- spinning back into Nurkic. Yeah, he basically made a move where he decided, I'm going to try and show him. And I think the, what it appears is if, because I've seen people do, do these moves before, and I play basketball and people try and do these things, and you try and do something that looks completely natural, and you try and go, oh, I slipped and then I hit him. Or I slipped and I tackled him or something like that. We are trying to make it look as if this is completely involuntary. Or the high elbows clearing out. The high elbows, yeah, the, the you know, when you're coming down and someone sets a high screen. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying not to show that you're about to lower your shoulder, but you're about to lower you're your shoulder. You're about to go through the go, screen. And go, you set your yeah. screen on me again. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, it could even be a foul on me. As long as it's not a flagrant, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And those kind of plays, it looked like that kind of play. Now imagine one of those where you you punch the guy at the end of it, though. But that's my point. <laughs> is it looked like he was like, okay, I'm going to do a spin, and I'm going to catch him with my arm. And then he punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so square. It's so hard to defend Draymond. This is over and over and over and again. And this is, and I mean, it's this is just after he gets back from another suspension for choking a guy out, which there's no, and he afterwards said, I do it again. <laughs> After this one, he said, I, I'm not in the habit of apologizing for things I didn't mean to do. Yeah. Which. I, come on. He's like, I didn't. I mean to hit him in the temple, and I hit him in the jaw. Terrible. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but Draymond, once again, so he gets ejected. And this is why we asked the question of if you could permanently suspend one player, because I would have permanently suspended Draymond years ago just because he's annoying to me. And I'm just, and what, by my way, the suspension would include dr- podcasts and <laughs> any TV appearances. No media availability. Cannot stand that guy. So you, you don't flare your flail your legs out when you jump up into another person's groin. That's not how you naturally jump. I haven't not jumped in 10 years, man. <laughs> but if you were going to, is that how you would imagine if I, if I flail, yeah. If I flailed my legs out as I jumped, I'm, they're not coming back down underneath me before I land. Something broke. <laughs> Something broke. The ladder is pulled out from underneath you, man. So, yeah, that is that ended poorly for me if I did that. You're like, he kicked me. And he's like, he's also dead. Yeah. Oh, God. His hip needs to be put back in. Yeah. Uh, but this is yet again. And then also on this night, uh, Jokic is playing a game in Chicago against the Bulls. He feels he gets fouled. He puts the ball up. Uh, he goes around, turns away from the ref, and says, uh, call the foul MFR. Okay. And he says that the ref immediately turns around, throws him out of the game. No, not a one tuck. So normally in that moment, even with a regular player, not the MVP, not the guy what, everybody came to see, the guy everybody came to see, defending national, uh, defending NBA champion, not that. <sighs> he tees him up and ejection. So he doesn't give him the normal one, two, hey, man, you can't say that. And Jokic would have turned around and said, You're right. You got me. You, you got, got me. me. My bad. He the moment got me. Yeah. And that would have been fine. But this is, this is, and I, and I can tell you this. I can tell you Adam Silver was on the phone with those refs that night and goes, Do you understand? How hard I have to fight to get players to show up to games at all. And play. And play. And, and you threw out Jokic? The best player? Why? <laughs> I remember going to a game. And this is, why I, this is why this annoys me is because I remember going to a game as a kid. And it was Spurs-Timberwolves. Okay. And early, like in the first quarter, uh, there's a scuffle and Kevin Garnett gets into Tim Duncan's face. Yep. They do this in the face. Not fighting. Both arms down on both players. Just talking. Ejects both players. Oh. Like in the first quarter of a game. And oh. as a kid, I was so upset. I bet. Because you just went, I was like, it was a young man, and you just went, that's who, it, that's who we wanted to see. That's- like, this is the matchup. These are two Hall of Fame players. And this is, I mean, they're young at this point. Sure. But you're like, these are two, this is two of the best players in the NBA. 
and all we wanted to see was this this matchup. That's how I justified buying this ticket. And all we want to see, and you threw them out, and now we get to watch the Spurs without Tim versus the Timberwolves without Kevin Garnett. Woo! That's the game we're all watching now yeah. because there was trash talking that happens every single play. So those types of things are infuriating in NBA. They need to stop. I, I get that it, referees need to have some level of being able, but one T through Jokic would have worked. And if Draymond Green, just when he starts to spin move, blow the whistle, double tech out. Draymond is the one guy. And what's crazy about it is he's lost they, the benefit of the doubt. Well, what's crazy yeah. about it too is you've seen Draymond Green clearly foul a guy. Oh yeah, and then go to the ref, run halfway up the court, run back, drop thirty five mfers on a ref, <laughs> and they go, Draymond, you're crazy, man. <laughs> you're you, you're always yelling so much. Oh man, Draymond, you're so funny, man. Your podcast is awesome. Oh, yeah. so yeah, so those were the two ejections, two different sides of the coin. Refs at least got Draymond Green ejection correct. They did throw him out. Uh, but Jokic ejected too. That is the NBA news that really came out. We also did see the Mavs did beat the Lakers 127-125 with some Mavs out. Grant Williams did return, though, hit five for seven from three, played some good defense against the Lakers. Doncic again goes for 33, but we know now know he's he was 12 for 28 in shooting. It does look like his usage rate is getting to him right now a little bit. Yeah, he said everything hurts. And he says everything hurts. Yeah. And he's just so I think he's going to have to you know, like they're going to have to figure something out. I know he's trying to overcompensate with Kyrie Irving out with the foot. It'll even out. When Kyrie Irving comes back, you know, you just don't want to put make it get so bad that he misses a month right? to trying to recover. Uh, but Tim Hardaway Jr., by the way, best, season, uh, best game of the season, 32 points. And really the Stars, the Lakers showed up in the game. They just didn't play enough defense at the end of the day. Uh, LeBron James had 33. AD had 37. Austin Reeves had 22. Still can't be losing to the Mavs with most of their roster. No, because you got to play defense. You can't let the Mavs put up 127 on you with Doncic shooting 12 for 28. Like, you need to stop them a little bit more. Yeah, the Lakers won one quarter. It was the third quarter. Uh, The Warriors did end up losing to the Suns after that matchup, which you always want to see. Devin Booker, 32 points in that game for them. Uh, Tonight, Lakers take on the Spurs. Uh, The line has grown now because originally everybody thought back-to-back for the Lakers, they're going to rest their older players. That has not been said. AD and LeBron are questionable. So the line was at one and a half. It is now up to three and a half last I looked. I've got it at four and a half right now. Four and a half. So it's looking more and more like those guys may show up and play. So that would be a reason why the Spurs are not as favored. They play the uh, Lakers on today and on Friday, uh, both in San Antonio. So Lakers are going to be hanging out. Maybe we'll get LeBron on the show tomorrow. Yeah. You want to come down on the well, I'll just make a call. Yeah, let's make yeah. a call. Well, yeah. You should have some hope. The Spurs have one of their three wins at home. And oh, we so got Austin Reeves on. I mean, what else is he going to be could, doing? Yeah, we could get Austin. Does he got to fly on. home and plow the fields? Well, we'll just convince him that it's another show. <laughs> get him on. Uh, but yeah, we'll do that. Uh, also, the Rockets seven and a half point favorites against the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, that should be a good win. The Rockets at home. We've talked about their defensive dominance. The Grizzlies do not have much of an offense. They basically have Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain right now uh, before John Moran and comes Desmond back. Desmond Bain's not a number one option. No. Yeah. No. No. And that's what I'm saying. They just don't have a lot of good options. Uh, down there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into some of your text messages. The poll of the day, guys. Poll of the day. If you could permanently suspend one player from sports, any sport, but one player, he's spending for life, he's done, permanently suspended, who would it be and why? Tell us on the text line, 512-447-3776. When we come back, your text messages here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the Horn.
Back in the sports complex here on the Horn on a Wednesday afternoon, playing music from Jelly's 11th Annual Christmas Jam all week long. This is Hayden Vitera, going to be part of that big jam happening Thursday at 310 at ACL Live. Uh, we're going to talk more about that with Jelly Ellington when we get back here in the 6 o'clock hour, but I want to get to some of your text messages before we don't. We're asking you if you could permanently suspend one player from sports, whoever it is, and I know you should. the answer should always be Draymond Green. should always be Draymond Green, but I know you're going to have some different answers on there. Uh, Texter says, uh, times have changed, travel is faster, it's crappy football because bad teams go, and Americans play basketball in Europe. I don't think that it's always crappy football now that's over there. I think if you had teams that were over there and no one wanted to play on them, and Americans do play basketball. People who can't make the NBA. Yeah, football's a little different in my mind. I'm not going to go into it because we'll go back and forth on this. We're just not going to see eye to eye We're not going to see eye to eye. I'm telling you, none of these guys want to play. And I'm telling you, these billionaires want that international money. They do. They're They're going to go get it. They're They're going to go get it. They are, but I I told you a more logical solution than building a team that won't sustain because they're going to be bad. and be bad for The key word is logical. (laughs) No, the key word you're looking for is profitable. Profitable. No, logical profitable. I don't think it's a sustainable thing if you try and do it every single week. Plus, you can't watch the other games when they're on the road. They're going to play 8 a.m. your time, 4 a.m., something like that. It's just not a great system. But uh, the quarterback scrambles for 10 yards, first down. Buenos Aires, Chupacabras, what a run. Uh, And that's why he commands almost 6 billion paces a year. The Texas are doing the the foreign... uh, before it passed. He's giving us the play-by-play. Uh, yeah. Someone asking, Dak not top three on our list? I did not have Dak top three. I did not either. I can't put him up in that level yet because I don't think – I think if you put him on a bad team, they're still a bad team. I think, yeah, Dak has shown you that it took whatever scheme they're running right now for him to be yeah. one of these elite quarterbacks. Uh, let's see. So Brock uh, Brock Purdy is your Florida State of NFL quarterbacks. No, oh because – Brock- He didn't make our top four. Brock Purdy didn't fall to five for me. Brock Purdy was in 15. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Uh, this texter, who wants to get rid of? Grayson Allen. Whiny little bee still trying to tie trip people all the time. He That's is, a good one. But I'll tell you this. He has some karma coming to him because that man looks 50. Dude, he's got like the reverse Benjamin Button. He's 28 years old. He's 28 years old. He looks worse than me, and that's a problem. God, Patrick showed me a picture during the break. I had no (laughs) idea it had gotten so bad. Like, by the time he's retired, they'll be like, so wait, like, you're a retired coach, right? (laughs) You had to retire the whole thing. Yeah, he does not look good. Uh, I suspend Dwight Powell, guys only in the league because he volunteers for all-style Mavs community outreach. Tired of watching that dude look terrified on the court, then fall down and give up dunks. Is this Mike Harch? Come on. That might be Mike Harch. Yeah, how do we not have Harch's number saved in here? (laughs) I love that that one, though. Yeah, Dwight Powell, if you've ever seen the video of him faking hitting his head on the door, and everyone really is like, oh, but we believe that it's Dwight Powell. (laughs) I believe he jumped into a doorway. Poor guy. Uh, for the poll of the day, I would say Josh McDaniels uh, should never be allowed to be a head coach ever again. <laughs> How many chances does a guy get to prove that they cannot carry an NFL team? Right guy from New Mexico, I'm with you. I think that I think a lot of people in Las Vegas uh, wish he was banned before they hired him. There's a whole conspiracy theory about that. Have you heard about Belichick's secret playbook that he doesn't share with his assistants? Yeah, you mean the playbook? No. <laughs> No, there's a whole reason. There's a theory on why all of his coaching tree is terrible. Yeah, after he they doesn't leave teach them anything. No, he doesn't. He, and he holds every, yeah. all of his closest schemes tight to the vest. Yes, doesn't he does. tell him. No, he's yeah. yeah. No, it's why he's not a likable person. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's trying to be likable. He went on game day because he knows he has to find another job next year. Uh, and that started back when he did the top 100 with Rich, with Rich Eisen. Yeah. And uh, who was the other guy in the room? I want to say it was Collinsworth. But, I mean, yeah. now you can tell he's really doing it because he knows he has to go out for looking for a job. Right. And so he's really on it now. 
Yeah. Uh, another one. He's getting caught on ring doorbell cameras. It's not good for Bill. Uh, Kyler Murray and LeBron James, both because they complain too much, apparently. Patrick, are you texting into the show? Look, I don't. What a, I do not think that LeBron James should be banned. <laughs> I I do not have the problem with LeBron James. I know people get mad at him because he's really good and whines a lot. But every single player whines a lot in the NBA. That's this day's Dude, ABA, play, NBA. To play rec league and they whine more than LeBron James does. <laughs> just rec, go to go to the Y and play a game and just kind of bump somebody going up for the shot, and they'll be like, "Oh, come on, man." <laughs> That's like, I should get four free. Dude, why are we playing? Yeah, you put a hand check on somebody, yeah. it's immediate. Yeah. Get some love for here for Kobe Black. Lorenzo, looking love for Kobe Black. Very happy that Kobe Black is coming to the 40 Acres. We'll talk more about him in the 5 o'clock hour. He's got a sweet Sports Illustrated picture. <laughs> Come out, Doug. I like that one, too. Uh, Zaza, he single-handedly ruined the Spurs franchise with that dirty little play. Thank you, Big JB. I remember what he's Ooh, talking about good when he stepped underneath yeah. Kawhi Leonard, and it was the beginning of the end for Kawhi Leonard in Zaza San Antonio. Pachulia. Zaza oh, Pachulia. Man. Yeah. Was Zaza also the one? Who was the one that – was he the one who got votes for uh, All-Star and they had to like, change the All-Star voting because of him? It was someone from the country of Georgia, and the country voted for him nonstop. And I can't remember if it was Zaza or somebody else, but he kept getting in All-Star games, and they're like, he's not an All-Star. I don't he just had a country voting for him. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant, Sergeant Cake says LeBron James for his flopping. I know it's a rule now, uh, but, but still. I, again, LeBron, everyone flops. It's how basketball, like you just naturally, you kind of fall back on plays. You have to show it. I remember a point playing basketball where I went, I went to the rim, and every time I go, I make a noise. Because, first of all, you're getting hit. You are getting hit. You're doing physical activity. I, I make a noise standing up now, so it's not surprising I did it when I was trying to do something athletic. And I did it, and every time, and a ref came over to me, and he was like, you don't have to do that. I'll call the foul. And he thought I was like trying to show him. I'm like, I have to do this every time. And so the next time I make a point not to do it, I drive to the basket, get bumped, throw the ball up, hit the ground, and I look over and there's no foul call. I'm like, well, I'm making the noise. I don't think they're worried about like grunts. I think they're worried about the no, like, I'm just go up you, and you go the, hey. No, no, I'm just, just saying, yeah. no, because I was flopping too. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, he, he, I got lectured for it and then they didn't call it. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it the other way then. Yeah. If I'm going to get the foul call, yeah. I'm getting hit. You get hit most plays. At least I had your attention when I made the noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh We'll get Chief Engineer if he sees in there. Uh, where's Bill Hampier when you need him? He handles Draymond Green. Yeah, putting those two guys in a ring would go for it. And, and then, uh, same for Grayson, Rodman would jack him up. I agree. Vladi Divac, cigarette. Yeah, the, the Vladi Divac with the cigarette is always really good stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jelly Ellington's going to join the show. We're going to talk about the 11th annual Jelly's Christmas Jam. We may talk some basketball, too. Who knows? Jelly Ellington's a, a basketball player. Chief Engineer wants to suspend all of soccer for faking injuries. That is true. If you want to get rid of flopping, we got to start with the start of it, which is soccer, where the soccer is only annoying because they get on the ground and they look and they do the look and over they and, and they, they see yeah. and then they're like, it's yellow. And then as soon as the cart gets out there, they stand up and we're warming up again. We're yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, they spray them with that fake stuff. Yeah. With just that spray them with condensed air and they're like, your arm, your leg's better. Yeah. <laughs> It's just sunscreen. It's just- <laughs> we need to get that stuff in the NBA. I'll tell you that. We'll get those guys up real quick. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get with him some jelly. We're also going to talk some more Cubby Black and some college football. When we come back here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com.